0: Are you ready for the Quantum Age?
1: Humanity's next step in evolution?
0: Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you to the extraordinary platform of evolutionary voices for the quantum age.
1: Let's explore, learn more about this upcoming age where we bridge science with spirituality.
0: Where potentiality meets reality.
1: Where we take compassion into action.
0: Our Trailblazers and Visionaries will ask the whys, the what-ifs, while igniting continuous possibility.
1: Come along with us into an age beyond what we know today where we can grow together in unity
0: consciousness. Experience evolutionary voices for the quantum age Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern on dreamvision7radio.com. Welcome
1: to Awakening to True Happiness with modern day mystic David Hoffmeister offering you the how-to to spiritual awakening by addressing on a practical level answers to your deepest questions. David Hoffmeister is a world-renowned teacher of A Course in Miracles and has been traveling the world for the past quarter of a century, offering his wisdom to audiences who invited. On this show, you'll hear recordings of David's best live talks, inviting you into an experience of deep wisdom and true clarity. To learn more about David, visit his website at davidhoffmeister.com. Dot com. Awakening to True Happiness with David Hofmeister is part of Evolutionary Voices for the Quantum Age. Heard Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern on the Dream Vision Seven Radio Network.
0: Hi, everyone. Good to have you with us today. It's a uh, it's a beautiful deep dive, and it's the most wonderful thing to have your heart activated because inside of you is everything, inside is is the love of Christ ready to, as he says, radiate through you and out into the world. And that's really what it's all about, is, is extending the love and the, the kindness of Christ. So a lot of you have been using uh, A Course in Miracles in your pathway to self-realization or to the accepting the atonement and uh, waking up from the dream, <laughs> forgiving the dream. And if you study A Course in Miracles, you'll notice that Jesus pulls from some... Uh, schools of thought and and fields of study uh, that have emerged since his original appearance2,000 years ago to me when I look at the Bible and the I always say the red letters is the words of Jesus in the in the Gospels, I really see that everything is there, everything is offered and it's just, the most glorious message of of forgiveness of non-judgment and of of acceptance of god's love that that you can find it's so so clear and then in the 2000 years since uh we have the bible and and jesus's appearance on earth then a few things have happened, and a couple of the fields of study that that happened in the last two thousand years was the field of education, and then also the field of of psychology and psychiatry. And it's quite interesting to me that when Jesus is addressing us through a course in miracles, he is he's basically pulling from Christianity. Uh, which has been existing for the 2000 years. He's pulling from the field of psychology, which is much more recent um, in human history. And then he's also pulling from the field of education, because most of us have gone through education in our lives. And so we do have a a terminology that is part of our common language. When we talk about uh, curriculum, uh, most of us understand what curriculum means. When we talk about having a learning goal, uh, most of us go, oh yeah, a learning goal. Uh, when, when we talk about these aspects of education, we usually are referring to the knowledge that is imparted to us through our parents and through our teachers, our educators throughout our life. Some of us have have had a little bit of exposure to the field of uh, psychotherapy. <laughs> Kenneth Kenneth Clifford's there. He, he dabbled in that. I've dabbled in that. Some of us have dabbled into psychology and psychotherapy and, and psychiatry to some extent, uh, although that gets a lot into uh, medication. <laughs> psychiatry starts to lean heavily over towards the medical model. But basically, Jesus' message of A Course in Miracles is that God created us, and we exist as an idea in the mind of God. So our true identity is the Christ idea in the mind of God. And this idea is completely abstract. So no matter how many examples you give and, and you say, Jesus, can you give me some examples of the Christ idea? He can't because <laughs> it's pure light. It there's nothing on earth that resembles an abstract idea. All of the the concepts of earth, which which really make up the world, they fill the split mind. They fill up consciousness. Uh, all of these concepts are are simply to be unlearned, uh, released, undone, and uh, All of the mystics and saints going back even many years before uh, Jesus was Buddha, he was emphasizing empty your mind of everything you think you think and think you know. And then Jesus and all of the mystics and saints of the last 2,000 years have had the same message. Empty your mind of everything you think you think, think you know. It's really a pretty simple message. If you went to the Sermon on the Mount... From Jesus back 2,000 years ago, that's what he meant when he said, judge not lest you be judged. That if you hold a concept in your mind about your identity, then you will see the whole world through the filter of that concept. You hold a concept of a body, you believe you're a body, you see everybody (laughs) as bodies. You see people as bodies, you see animals as bodies. You might even say a tree has a tree body, <laughs> or a cloud has a cloud body. You see, it's, it, it doesn't just apply to flesh, <laughs> the flesh of animals or or humans, it's, it's everything. If you think, uh, if you believe in molecules, then you have molecule bodies. If you believe in electrons, <laughs> then you have electron bodies. You know, you see, anything that you can think of in time and space is part of the self-concept. And and that means that what Jesus is really teaching us with the Course is that as long as you look through the filter of the ego, you will see yourself and everyone else and everything else in a very distorted way, as if it's fragmented and separate. And the whole message of A Course in Miracles is, hallelujah, there's only one of us. There's always only been one of us. (laughs) There has never been more than one of us, uh, and that one of us is a Christ ideal, not Jesus the man. Even the Course in Miracles says Jesus uh, the man was an illusion, it says, because it seemed to be a separate body walking apart from other bodies, and that itself is a definition of fragmentation. So when Jesus says twice in A Course in Miracles, forgive me your illusions. Most people get stumped when they read that. They're like, why do I have to forgive Jesus? God, I've had trouble forgiving my mother, my father. Please don't tell me I have to forgive Jesus. And and Jesus is actually telling us, yeah, forgive the man forgive time and space, forgive everything you've ever learned from history or everything you've ever believed, and accept us, our oneself, as the living Christ. That is what reality is. We are an idea in the mind of God. That idea of Christ was created so perfectly that nothing could ever come to disturb that idea. That idea is, is invulnerable that idea is, is eternal. It's infinite. It it, it can't die. <laughs> A creation of God lives forever and the Christ lives forever in the mind of God. So really, when we talk about self-realization or know thyself or self-actualization, all we're talking about is remembering our true identity. It's really the only purpose that we have. We may think we have earth purposes, but every time we get too stuck on those, the angels are just laughing, going, Oh my God, it's still silly. They, they, it's still this belief that you have to do something to be who you already are. And that is the biggest joke, that you have to do something to be who you are. And the reason the ego sponsors the do something is because the ego invented the body and the world, and then it put a lot of pressure on that body. Do the right thing, say the right thing, act the right way. Ooh. Feel like if you feel like you're in a straitjacket <laughs> on planet Earth, it's because, yeah, that's what the ego is. It's like a it's like a, a trap. It's a prison. It's a prison in the mind. So if if you've ever been puzzled by the mind or confused by the mind or you were afraid of the mind or you th- thought I am not worthy or any of these ideas Jesus is going to say well it's just it's just my imagination running away with me <laughs> it's just you, the ego imagination running away with your happiness, <laughs> and now it's time to get your finger out and say, "Come back, ego! Uh, I actually value my happiness. Please don't take my happiness on an imagination ride. I, I don't. You're taking it to the amusement park, and my happiness does not belong in the amusement park. <laughs> my happiness belongs with me and God in heaven." That is where our happiness is. And if you think, oh my gosh, Jesus is going to talk about the mind today, good, I I really wanted to learn all I can about ego dynamics. Let me tell you, the ego has no dynamics, because dynamics are life, and the ego is a death wish. So anytime someone tries to analyze your ego dynamics, you can tell your psychotherapist, I'm not interested in ego dynamics. I'm interested in knowing who I am, and I'm interested in forgiving uh, the concept of ego dynamics. So there is one part of A Course in Miracles where Jesus says the ego enjoys the study of the mind. So when Jesus says that, you know that when he's talking about the mind, he is not encouraging us to study the mind. He's encouraging us to free the mind. <laughs> free the mind of everything it thinks it thinks. Free the mind of everything it thinks it believes. And some of you have heard some of the words that, that we will use today. You know, I will talk a little bit about paranoid schizophrenia. I will talk about uh, psychosis. I will talk about um, DID. Some of you don't know what DID is. DID is Dissociative Identity Disorder. It's dissociating from your real true identity and going into what is commonly called multiple personalities. If you look out your window and you... See a world that has 7.8 billion different multiple personalities. This is DID. This is dissociative identity disorder. Now, in 19, I think it was 1976. There's a movie that came out called Sybil. Did anybody ever hear of the movie Sybil? That was that's a pretty common one. It's multiple personality disorder. Sybil had quite a few personalities and. Uh, And then there's been a a trilogy that came out uh, more recently, starting with the movie Split. Uh, And there are so many movies. If you get inspired by what I'm showing you today and you think, wow, I would really like to start to see the world in a way that's different from multiple personalities, which is the standard accepted way of seeing the world, Uh, then, yeah, I could recommend a few for you. Uh, uh, There's there's one called Voices Within, The Lives of Trudy Chase, Sybil, 1976, Frankie and Alice, David and Lisa, Waking as 1962, Waking Madison, Three Faces of Eve, Fight Club, Primal Fear, A Tale of Two Sisters, Identity. If you really get fired up today, and you go back and listen to the audio recording and you think oh i'm going to get this lesson one way or the other i've been i've been suffering from dissociative identity disorder and i'm going to somehow i'm going to get past this with jesus i'm going to realize how how absolutely ridiculous it is to believe in private minds with private thoughts who go their own way and we call these human lives <laughs> we call them real human lives we ask people, when were you born? Uh, or what year did they die? Or which personality is which with which other personality? You know, that's what the gossip columns are about. Who is with who? Which altar? Which is that's a psychological term from DID, which altar is with another altar? Who, who, which altar is which with which altar? <laughs> It All of this is, is presuming separation and fragmentation. We're not interested in DID. DID is the word did, and did is past tense. Uh, we're interested, what do I do now? <laughs> I'm not interested in what I did, because <laughs> DID was dissociative identity disorder. So, Here are the themes that you voted for this week, and you can see right away the number one theme is going to address that. Number one, going from I can do it to you do it through me. You see the difference there? (laughs) We were taught when we were growing up, you know, just believe in yourself, believe in yourself, believe you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Oh, that math test is very hard. You can do it. Now, we tried it on our own, and actually it didn't go very well. We, we tried to do it on our own, and it was miserable. We were miserable. We tried it on our own, but deep inside we've known we'd be back to set things straight. Yeah, going from I can do it to you do it through me. Number 2. Realizing that I have nothing to prove to be loved and accepted. Isn't that wonderful? That's 51 votes. Realizing I have nothing to prove to be loved and accepted. Apply that to all the concepts you have in your life. To your husband, to your wife, to your children, to your parents, to your neighbors. Apply that to your community. If you're in a spiritual community, I have nothing to prove to be loved and accepted. Isn't that wonderful? I am perfect as God created me right now, and I have nothing to prove to be loved and accepted. That that is pointing towards total worthiness, like total, complete worthiness of love, absolute worthiness. Number three, to have, give all to all. Ah, that's a big one. Because the personality self is based on the belief in getting. So even when we're encouraged to be giving as human beings, be be generous as human beings, be, be charitable as human beings, the ego is underneath That false sense of giving because the ego only gives in order to get. If I give, what will I get in return? If I give, what's in it for personality me? What's in it for little me? What's in it for (laughs) mini-me? Okay, I can bake a a cherry pie, but what's in it for (laughs) mini-me? Okay, I can give away money, but what's in it for many of me? Is there any recognition or fame or attention? You see, this to have give all to all is the first lesson of the Holy Spirit in the, the text. And he's basically saying, in order to wake up to know your Christ identity, you have to be in a, a give all to all uh, state of mind, because God only gives. And so if we want to know ourselves as an idea in the mind of God, then we would have to know ourselves as as a pure gift, Uh, not something that has a tail attached to it, not something that has uh, an and. Like, I am here to give love, and, yeah, Jesus is like, chop the and off. (laughs) There's To have give all to all, nothing else, just give all to all. Uh, That's the state of mind that that is part of our waking self. Number four, my mind is not governed by the laws of this world. Yeah, that's one of the keys in this movie is because our main character is going to be played by Richard Gere. How many of you like Richard Gere as an actor? Oh, I like to look into his eyes. (laughs) I see the Buddha when I look into Richard Gere's eyes. And he's going to play a doctor in this movie, his His name is Alan Stone, and he's going to play a doctor who's, who's really a, a kind doctor who is a doctor who feels like we can always do more for the patients, we can always be more loving, we can always be more kind. You know, I think the reason that in this movie that this doctor, Alan Stone, played by Richard Gere, the reason he got into his profession was because he wanted to be helpful. What a beautiful reason to go into a profession, because you want to be truly helpful. And then he learned his psychology and and his, his you might say, his awareness of the mind and 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 the activities of the mind he learned that in his field of study in uh, psychology and and basically he has a kind heart and the reason that he wants to treat mental patients is because he wants to help them and he feels their loneliness with especially with paranoid uh, schizophrenics he feels that they live very lonely, isolated lives. And I just feel like he knows that they're crying out for help, they, he, and he wants to help. So that's beautiful. But our, our number four is the mind is not governed by the laws of this world. So the thing that often happens when you have people that are really wanting to truly be helpful is they're hired by institutions And in these institutions, there's a lot of history and a lot of uh, institutionalism. There's rules, there's regulations, there's uh, rituals, there's things. The the problem with uh, a Christian trying to find Christ in the structure of a church is that Christ is an abstract idea in the mind, and Christ cannot be found in structures. Rituals can be used by the Holy Spirit to free the mind of rituals, you see? It's not like you have to do so many Hail Marys or so many rituals and then you finally get it after you reach the umpteenth million repetition, Uh, it's actually just starting to practice so thoroughly that you reach a point where you let go of the ritual entirely and you go into the holy instant, to the present moment. That's the purpose of a ritual, to let the Holy Spirit use it to train your mind to release into the present moment. That's the same with a mantra in the East. It's, it's not meant to be your salvation. It's just meant to be a tool that can help you free your mind into the present moment. And that's what Jesus wants us to do with his workbook, is just use it until we don't need it anymore, until we are totally immersed in the holy instant. And then, of course, the useful words is over, the use of structure falls away. So the last theme is exposing and releasing the fear of true communication. And this is so beautiful because... In this world, when we've gone through our childhood and our adolescence and our adulthood, we have taken on rules of communication, and these rules involve the belief in others. We have believed that as a person we communicate with other persons, and what Jesus will teach us with The Course in Miracles is As we open up our hearts and we learn not to hide our private thoughts and protect any secrets and private thoughts, we suddenly realize that we're all the same one. We suddenly realize, no matter how many years we seem to have lived on planet Earth, we have a sudden realization one day, one moment, oh my God, I've been talking to myself all along. <laughs> there there really was no one out there. I was just I was I, I was a monologue. <laughs> I was I was doing a monologue and Jesus says, good, good, yeah, it's a it's a comedy monologue. It's <laughs> you've been a really good comedian and you were always talking to yourself, but you didn't realize that you were talking to yourself. and you got caught up in this belief in others and uh, sometimes we even get caught up in the belief in helping others which can be very heavy <laughs> any of you who've been in the helping professions as a psychologist a nurse a doctor psychiatrist you know it's there's stress how good is good enough you know how how much have we helped have we helped enough have we fulfilled our life's quota of help you know it's very stressful even the concept of helping others, but if we give it to Jesus, He will say, "Yeah, let me work with that a while. I know you believe there's others, so uh, yeah, I can use that. I can use that concept too to help you remember who you really are." So, to, is right before I get into uh, talking a little bit about today's movie. I want to, I want to pay tribute to uh, a beautiful, beautiful Course in Miracles teacher. He has passed away uh, now and his name is Bob Rosenthal. Bob Rosenthal has been, he was a a psychologist and and in the field of psychology uh, and psychotherapy for many, many years. And uh, his his wife, Emmanuel is a beautiful, beautiful woman. has, has carries on his beautiful legacy. Uh, there was one time I was sitting with uh, Judy Scutch, uh, the publisher of of a Course in Miracles. I think at this point her her husband William Whitson had passed away. But we were having dinner, and Judy Scutch was saying, "Yes, Bob is a he is a course in miracles psychotherapist." which is kind of fun to hear the publisher of A Course in Miracles tell, introducing him. He's, he was part of their board, the board of directors of Foundation for Inner Peace, for many years, actually decades, I think. And he was A Course in Miracles psychotherapist. And he treated so many patients, and he was practicing um, uh, the Course in Miracles through his, uh, his profession uh, as a psychotherapist. And I really enjoyed Bob. I, I had some amazing conversations with Bob Rosenthal, and and uh, when he would write a book, he'd say, oh, David, will you endorse my book? I said, gladly, Bob, uh, gladly. He would, he would bring in, um, he was raised Jewish, so he would teach the Course in Miracles using characters like Moses. And I thought, oh, how fun. Uh, a course in miracles teacher who uses Moses uh, th- to teach. I thought, oh, that's a nice flavor. That's a flavor of ice cream I've never I've never had before. So I enjoyed talking to him and reading his books. But one of the 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 areas of of his field that Bob particularly enjoyed the most was dissociative identity disorder. <laughs> Out of out of all the possible diagnosis uh, that people have in this world, neurosis or psychosis or, you know, DID, dissociative identity disorder, Bob really liked to work with that metaphor. And I think he was so onto it because I think he might have been the first one that I talked to where he said, you know, Really, this whole world is multiple personality disorder. (laughs) Jesus himself talks in the Course about dissociating our true identity and and it being a defense mechanism of the ego, the belief that we're a personality self instead of the Christ. So at one point I had some great discussions with him, and I said, uh, I'm I'm out here right now at the, the Living Miracles Monastery in Utah. So I said... To Bob, why don't you come out to the monastery and fly from from where you are to the monastery and give a workshop to the people at the monastery? And so Bob did. He he flew here. Uh, he also flew another time when we were doing a, a fundraiser for Foundation for Inner Peace here. And and Tamra, uh, Judy Scutch's daughter came, and Bob came, and we had Judy on the big screen uh, with us live but when bob came he did a workshop for the people here at the monastery and guess what topic he talked about dissociative identity disorder he did a workshop at the monastery on did on multiple personality we still have it recorded <laughs> we have it we have still have it in our library and The thing about Bob was, Bob was a Course in Miracles teacher and an author, and he had such a big heart, such a loving heart that he believed that, he wrote it in his book, that basically the way to treat dissociative identity disorder was to bring the alters, bring the separate personalities together and integrate them in a way so that the mind could see that it made them all up and that it was all of them. And I thought, that is Jesus. You know, instead of treating them with shock treatment, instead of putting tranquilizers and managing them as as if they're animals, bring them together and integrate the mind. The mind is healed through integration. The mind is healed through wholeness. Now, I think this applies actually to spiritual community. You know, sometimes people will say to me, David, tell me more about what no private thoughts and no people pleasing. And I I say, well, it's really just about coming together and allowing the Holy Spirit and Jesus to show you that what you thought was separate and fragmented is actually one thing that literally you and your brother are the same one. You're, you're not your brother's keeper. You literally, and I mean literally, are your brother, not a body. and You're not your brother's body. You may say, wait a minute, male, female, young, old, yeah, those are just concepts. You're not your brother's body, <laughs> but you are literally in mind the same one. So that's why Jesus says in the Course in Miracles, when you meet anyone, remember it's a holy encounter, as you see him, you will see yourself. As you treat him, you will treat yourself. As you think of him, you will think of yourself. And then he says, never forget this, for in him you will find yourself or you will lose yourself. Wow! Uh, that is so spectacular. Now, what I like about this movie is is our main character, played by Richard Gere, Dr. Alan Stone, he's got the same spark of mindset that that Bob Rosenthal had. He's actually believing he's going to go to this Ypsilanti um, State Mental Hospital in Michigan, and he's been hired because there's a man there, a doctor, who believes in him, who believes in his approach. His approach is integration. His approach is kindness. His approach is don't lock people up and drug them and electric shock them when they behave erratically. Don't pull them apart and diagnose them as delusional let them come together like all of us, like we do in our families, like we do in our couples, in our marriages, like we do in our relationships with our neighbors and our communities and our politicians. Let's start to bring everything together. I mean, if you want to go beyond bodies, uh, let's just talk about uh, something like countries. I don't even know how many countries there are in, on this planet, but there's a lot. I mean, probably 300 some, I don't know. But but the countries are all just almost projections and from mind just like the personalities are. You know, we we give a name to persons, we give them a name and they have a birth date and uh, we have facts about their life and everything as if they exist, but we the ego, we've done the same thing with countries. You know, if I say a a word, Ethiopia, then in your mind you go, oh, Ethiopia, then you start to think about Ethiopia. If I say Russia, you start to think of Russia, or Ukraine, think of Ukraine. There was a beautiful prophet uh, that a lot of us liked, his name was John Lennon, remember him? Beetle prophet. (laughs) He helped me out a lot. But one of John's lyrics, uh, when he sang that song, Imagine, uh, he said, imagine there's no country. I wonder if you can. Nothing to kill or die for a brotherhood of man. Oh, John. John is also in the same mindset. He's saying, don't actually believe in countries. That's just another fictitious, made-up concept of the ego. Jesus is teaching us there are no countries. And if you say, well, wait a minute, I just saw on the news yesterday that, that there's a war going on between Russia and Ukraine, and Jesus is like, no, no, the war is against yourself in the split mind. You have taken your beautiful abstract Christ idea and forgotten it, you had amnesia, that you're an idea in the mind of God, and then you started splitting your mind up into all kinds of different concepts. And Russia and Ukraine are two different concepts in your wrong mind. <laughs> and Jesus is going to teach us there is no war between this construct called Russia, and a construct called Ukraine because you made them both up, along with all the other countries. And the war, the struggle that you go through on a daily basis is in your mind. So Jesus is going to use this movie today to teach us that the war is over. That's another uh, line. John Yoke, John Lennon and Yoko uh, wrote a song, and the lyrics was, war is over if you want it. (laughs) Jesus was channeling through John and Yoko, war is over now if you want it. You can bring an end to the concept of external war when you bring an end to the war of the split mind. So, this movie is going to deal with... uh, The concept of paranoid schizophrenia. What is paranoid? That is fear. Schizophrenia is a split mind. Paranoid schizophrenia is a is a a medical term, a, a psychological and psychiatric term for a diagnosis of a fearful state of mind that is split. Of course it's fearful, right? If if our mind is whole and was created by God, it must be fearful. If we believe in the split. If we believe we can split from God, that is fearful. Because we can't. <laughs> we're, we're believing something that's impossible. And that generates fear when you believe something that actually is not real. When you believe an illusion of a split that never happened, then that is that's where the fear is is generated. Another psychological term, diagnostic term, is is psychotic. When someone is diagnosed as psychotic, it's in the most simple terms, it's a break from reality. Jesus says, your reality is only spirit, and if you believe in anything else but your reality, if you don't know yourself as spirit, then you you have a belief in a break from reality because reality is spirit. So so in, in one definition, we we have institutions, mental institutions where people have been diagnosed as paranoid schizophrenic, they've been diagnosed as psychotic, multiple personality, DID, neurotic, um, there's so many diagnoses. If you go and read the DSM, you know, the they, they have all the various different diagnostics of separation. And yet don't you love Jesus where he's saying, no, it's 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 simpler than that. You you just believe that you can separate from God. That's that's the only thing you have to know is your only problem is the belief you can separate from your creator. You have no other problem. And when you accept the correction for that one error, you're home free. You know, in fact, you realize you can never leave, you're even more than home free. <laughs> you don't even have to worry about returning to God because there is no return, you never left. You, you know, even return is an ego idea, oh, because then it's going to make it stressful. Got to return to God. Got to return to God. And the ego's like, good, good, good. You bought that idea of return. (laughs) Now now the ego's going to make the return idea (laughs) difficult, you know, like something you have to do. (laughs) You have to return. Got to return. You see the stress of return. Even return is not a a kind idea. Never having left. Ah, there we go. Now Now we're getting into the reality of it. So, I have to tell you that during my lifetime uh, I watched A Course in Miracles, there was actually at one point seven lawsuits going on, actually seven lawsuits going on at the same time, and they all were were debating and arguing about who owned the words of A Course in Miracles. isn't that a kind of a funny thing? You see, the ownership is the issue behind the, the, the lawsuits. Who owned the words of it? And one group said in court they were the words of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And another group said in court that they were the words of Jesus Christ of Palestine. <laughs> you see, this is a, these were actual lawsuits. <laughs> Who owns the, the words of the course? And what Jesus is teaching us is that that there is no sense of ownership. God doesn't own, God does not possess. Love does not possess. So even with words and everything else of this world, you may think you can possess a body and a bank account, and you may think you can possess a house. You may think you can possess a course in miracles or a particular, the best version of a course in miracles. And Jesus and the angels are laughing. They're like, "Please." it's the possession idea that's the problem. It's not the words. Nobody owns the words of the Course. Yeah, that's the correct answer. You cannot possess anything because you're you're the Christ, and the Christ cannot possess. The Christ is a pure idea of, of eternal love, and there's no possession in the Christ. When I talk to people, they... They will tell me, and they have told me over these last uh, 37 years. They they would say, in moments of quiet, they would say, "David, I'm I'm afraid. I'm I'm afraid in this world. I'm afraid of people. Uh, I believe they they mistreat me. I believe you can't trust them. I will never trust another human being in my life after what I've been through. I will not trust people. Period." Um, They tell me they don't trust the government, they don't trust the the internet, they don't trust social media, they are afraid. And the condition of fear is paranoia. And and it is generated through schizophrenia, through the belief in a split mind. The realization you need to come to before you let go of the ego is you have to start, like in 12 steps, when someone, let's say, has got a problem with alcoholism and they go to 12-step program, Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the first things they have to do is admit that they have a problem. Before they can go authentically through those 12 steps into contact with the higher power, They first have to admit that they have a problem. And so, just like in that movie, in this movie, the first way to begin to escape the ego is to look at the world, to look at your your family, friends, yourself as a person, and, and all the bodies and all the countries and the planets and so on and so forth. And you start to say, well if I had a diagnosis, am I hallucinating? And Jesus is saying, yes, you are. Uh, That's why his first lesson in the book is, nothing I see means anything. He is saying, you first have to admit that you're hallucinating. Do I have a split mind? Jesus is like, you believe you do. You absolutely believe that your mind has two parts, and you're not sure which one's real. Uh, Am I psychotic? Yes. He's saying you have, you believe, from what you believe with the ego, you have had a psychotic break. Not in reality, but in in awareness, you, you are psychotic. Am I delusional? Yes, you are delusional. You wouldn't need A Course in Miracles if you were sane. If you believe you're sane, you will resist A Course in Miracles, and you will think it's trying to do something to you. No, it's, it's purely offered as a helping device for a mind that believes that it's insane. So, do I have DID, dissociative identity disorder? Yes. If you believe in the ego, you believe in separate alters, separate identities, you know, and And some people will say, does Jesus, is Jesus really trying to tell me this? You know, is this actually the message of A Course in Miracles? I actually went in the, I popped into um, chapter 4, and in the second paragraph, Jesus said this, everyone makes an ego or a self for himself, which is subject to enormous variation because of its instability, He also makes an ego for everyone else he perceives, which is equally variable. Their interaction is a process that alters both because they were not made by or with the unalterable, capital U, spirit. It is important to realize that this alteration can and does occur as readily when the interaction takes place in the mind as when it involves physical interaction. There could be no better example that the ego is only an idea and not a fact. So, you know, let's say you're in your house and you're just minding your own business, you know, you're just sitting there on your couch and you start thinking about someone. Maybe you're thinking about your mother or your father or a friend or you're thinking about someone and just sitting and thinking about this person, you are changing the concept of who you believe you are and who you believe they are, just by thinking about someone. You don't even have to physically meet them. And they don't even have to be alive, they could be dead, if you're thinking about your dead grandmother. Uh, then you're changing the concept of you as a person and the dead grandmother. You, You think she's been dead and gone for 40, 50 years. No, no, you're altering your dead grandmother by thinking about her because it doesn't depend on physical interaction. Everyone makes an ego for himself and for everyone else he perceives and thinks of. So this is why Jesus is saying you need to make the correction at the mind level, because the ego is at the mind level. The, even though it's tempting to say, oh, Hitler was an ego character, Jesus is like, no, he wasn't. The ego's in your mind. You made up Hitler. You made up Mussolini. You made up Vladimir Putin. You, you made up all the dictators and tyrants uh, throughout history. You don't like terrorists? You made them up in the unholy instant." you got a beef with terrorism. Well, Jesus said, well, you made it up in the unholy instant. And what Jesus is offering us is he's saying, leave the past behind. Leave the unholy instant where you believed in fear. Leave the belief in separation behind. Because it's already been corrected. Because it has already been corrected by the Holy Spirit. You are home free. You do not need to to hang out with your mind in the unholy instant. So, before we start this amazing movie, there's a friend of mine who who made a song, uh, and she made a song from A Course in Miracles, and she based her song on Lesson 300 from a Course in Miracles. So first what I'll do is I will read the lesson from Jesus and then I'll ask Pete and Zach and, and the crew if they will play the song for you. So not only do you get to hear the words, but then you get to really take in the song in your mind, like take the prayer into your heart really deep because this is going to be our our freedom. Is, is releasing the past, releasing the unholy instant, and accepting our beautiful crystal-clear present moment as our salvation. We're not looking to people for salvation, we're looking to the present moment. Lesson 300, only an instant does this world endure. Only an instant Does this world endure. This is a thought which can be used to say that death and sorrow are the certain lot of all who come here, for their joys are gone before they are possessed or even grasped. Yet this is also the idea that lets no false perception keep us in its hold nor represent more than a passing cloud upon a sky eternally serene. And it is this serenity we seek, unclouded, obvious, and sure today. We seek your holy world today, for we, your loving sons, have lost our way a while. But we have listened to your voice and learned exactly what to do to be restored to heaven and our true identity. And we give thanks today, the world endures, but for an instant, and we would go beyond that tiny instant to eternity."
1: listening to this edition of awakening to true happiness with modern day mystic david hoffmeister you can access more of david's teachings by visiting his website at davidhoffmeister.com. tune in to david again next week on evolutionary voices for the quantum age heard monday through friday at 8 a.m and 8 p.m eastern on the dream vision 7 radio network